This is NLPS Ed Talks, a podcast brought to you by Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools. I'm Dale Burgos, the Executive Director of Communications, and I'll be sharing conversations with students, staff, and friends of the district. We'll learn, we'll laugh, we may cry, but most importantly, we'll share the unique stories of individuals that work and play in our school system. Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools is one of many school districts in British Columbia, Canada, and is centrally located in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Vancouver Island. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the next episode of the NLPS Ed Talks podcast. Very exciting, as I always am, uh, to be sitting in the podcast booth. Uh, this time around, we're sitting in a bigger booth because we've got a bigger group with us here. Uh, I've got seven students sitting sitting with me in front, uh, sitting in front of me, and uh, we're going to have a conversation about something that I think is top of mind, uh, very timely, and I think it's something that we need to spend some time on um, as as a group in the school system, but also just as a general community. Okay, so let's get started. I'm going to do a roundtable, uh, and then what we're going to do is uh, explain why we're here. So I'm going to start to my left. Uh, give me your name and your grade. All right. My name is Marcus Nguyen, and I'm in grade 10. Okay. My name is Franklin Rokeby, and I'm in grade 9. My name is Danielle Barbary, and I'm in grade 10. My name is Natalie Labonte, and I'm in grade 10. My name is Sophia Love, and I'm also in grade 10. My name is Sabine Rock, and I'm grade 9. My name is Laura Mace, and I'm in grade 10. Excellent. Um, we've also got somebody else sitting in the room here, and uh, I, she doesn't want to talk. No, I'm just kidding. But um, rather, it's uh, something that I wanted to share. Uh, Sophia Labounty, a teacher here in the district uh, over at Fair, Fairview, and um, she had accompanied this group uh, to, to Winnipeg. And why were they in Winnipeg? So let's just let's get started here. So maybe uh, we're going to talk about the Ethics Bowl. And, and what that is, okay? So uh, it's not something that I heard of before. It's something fairly new. I've heard of um, some other types of um, events like this, but this was completely new. And I actually bumped into some of you at the airport when you were leaving uh, to fly to, I think your first flight was to Calgary, and then you were going off to Winnipeg. And we'll get started on what the experience was in Winnipeg. Okay, so who wants to tell me a little bit about what this ethics bowl is so you know show a hand who wants to, who wants to take it marcus go ahead okay so essentially i think of the ethics bowl as a, as a more of a friendly debating so uh, okay. the teams that are opposing each other can have the same standpoint but essentially the ethics bowl is a collaborative and competitive event which uh, grade uh, grade nines and tw- to 12s can study imagine criticize and compare bold strategies okay yeah. all right and we'll explain, and, and thank you for that. I appreciate that, Marcus. Uh, we'll get into uh, exactly what the process is in just a little bit. Uh, we might, we're gonna have a little surprise for you all as well, okay? Okay, so uh, first off, Ethics Bowl. Pretty cool, I, I'm liking this idea, um, but how does something like this come about? So you're all grade nines and tens in, in, at uh, Nanaimo District Secondary School. I should have mentioned that. And um, like, how, how was this approach to you? How, how did you decide this is what you wanna be a part of? Who wants to take this one? Danielle, go ahead. Yeah, so our socials teacher, uh, Dan Parker, he approached a couple of us, I know, um, and also sent out an email asking if we wanted to be a part of this. Um, He, as well as Ms. Johnson, um, found out about this somehow, I'm not really sure, and they decided to start a club. It was over the announcements, but um, most of us were asked directly to join the club okay. and so we we showed up to the meeting not really knowing what it was found out what it was and uh, <laughs> stuck with it and here we are now so what was it you think that made you be one of those ones chosen to be a part of this group I'm, I'm curious as to what what those characteristics would be for a student 
Um, he said that he actually like looked through the yearbook and just went through anyone who was part of any club kind of like this. So okay. like of we have like eco and student council and like model UN groups. So we kind of picked just kids that he thought would be interested in um, activities through the school. Okay, thanks, Franklin. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, well, it makes sense, right? So he just went through the yearbook and just just did it that way. Okay, and yeah. so a little bit of an honor as well. I mean, some of the past work that you've done in in the in the school, and uh, showing that uh, this is possibly something that you can do, I think is a is a uh, an honor, a badge of honor that you should wear on your shoulders. So um, good job on that end. Um, let's let's before we get into it, I always on these podcasts, I always like to get to know some of the people as well. Right, and so uh, this is a bigger group. So let's let's go around the table, and maybe I'll start the other way this time. Um, and I wanted to just ask, you know, like what what's your hobbies? What do you what do you want to do after high school? You got a few years still. You're nines and tens, so you got a couple years. So maybe let's let's talk about just some of the things that you like to do outside of school, uh, or I guess it could be part of school and just uh, extra extracurricular, right? So uh, Laura, go ahead to start. Um, yeah. So outside of school, I'm a part of the swim team. Um, I also have started a lifeguarding job. I also enjoy baking and reading. Yeah. I love it. I heard the city's always looking for lifeguards, so that's that's the perfect. Uh, and Canadian swim teams, they're doing amazing right now. We've mm-hmm. got a couple swimmers that are, I think, breaking records, if I'm not mistaken, right? Penny and that other one that's just 16, Summer I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Summer Macintosh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're all following it. It's it's unbelievable what's happening outside of Canada, or inside Canada right now. Okay, Sabine, let, what, what are you up to? So I do many clubs during school, such as Mall United Nations, and I'm also the junior executive for our school student council. But sort of outside of the school area, I play many sports. As of right now, I'm competing in track and field, and as well as my team of sevens for rugby, we just competed in the island championship. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent. I, and Sabine's wearing a Winnipeg sweater, so I just want to give a shout out to Winnipeg because, uh, uh, as you all know, that's where I'm from. So, excellent. Now, Sophia, wh- um, how are you? Yeah, I'm an avid reader, so that's how I spend like a great portion of my time. And I'm really interested in psychology, so after high school, I was hoping to go into that in university. Excellent. I love it. Uh, you never can go wrong with reading, right? Nope. Nat, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's something I'm also into, reading. That's yeah. It's very fun. Um, some hobbies that I have include violin and taekwondo and also basketball. Those oh, wow. are mostly my three main things that Ooh. I do. Keeping busy. Excellent. Yeah. Danielle? Uh, yeah, I'm also a swimmer. I swim with the Nanaimo Riptides as well as the uh, Nanaimo White Rapids. Um, I was also an artistic swimmer. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I also love reading and baking and cooking. Um, I'm really interested in sciences, so I'm hoping to go into science um, at university after high school. Yeah, love it, excellent. And, you're, and Danielle was the one that screamed out uh, Summer Macintosh because she obviously is following that very closely. Of course. Yes, uh, Franklin, how about you? Um, I'm. I love like all sports, um, uh, preferably basketball, and I'm on the track team right now. Nice. Um, I really like like building stuff, like um, like either like sets or. Um, like stages and stuff and um, I'm hoping to go into uh, like engineering for university okay so that, I mean you like building stuff so I think that makes sense what about track what, what do you do in track um, I'm a mostly middle to long distance runner yeah excellent excellent how about you Marcus I uh, like Franklin I like a lot of sports my two big things are probably volleyball and basketball um, I have a part-time job as well and I mean I love to just spend time with my friends there you go where do you work 
can I ask? Thrifties. Thrifties. Okay. Shout out to Thrifties. <laughs> they just got some free advertising. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, now let's get into some other questions here. How how would you train for something like this? How like what does that look like? Who wants to take this one? Go ahead, Sabine. So as a team, we sort of take on a few cases as individuals, and we look into researching and preparing the logistics behind each case. Mm -hmm. And after we get sort of a main thesis statement and a little bit of background argument put together, we present it to the rest of our team. And from then on, we get into conversations about how we can ameliorate that and just move on to make it a stronger case and argument. So there's a little bit of work involved before you actually... A lot of work. Okay, yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of nodding heads. It's not just um, somebody asks you a question and you just have to do it off the cuff and you just have to... So you actually do a lot of preparation beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot of research into it. Although a lot of research. we are not allowed to bring notes to the ethics or oh. not mm -hmm. yeah. in the actual debate things. Okay. So we can like read them in between rounds, but when we yes. go to that table, there's nothing. Right. So you're not surprised. Like, so when you're going up to do the, to, um, do the ethics bowl or, or to do that one session, you know what you're walking into. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like they give you a list. You have to remember 10 different things no. and then, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So there's that piece too. Um, and Winnipeg obviously was the sort of that national competition, but what was that state or how did you get to that point to get to Winnipeg? What, what did you have to do to achieve that get invitation? Um, we competed at regionals, yep. um, which was at VIU. Oh, okay. Um, it was Not actually far. on the island for the first time. There's never been a regional competition on the island. And oh. we had to compete against three or two other teams um, in like kind of like a round robin thing to get to a like final match. And the winner of that went to re um, nationals. Okay. Um, so you said this is the first time it's ever done? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. ever been done, you mean? On the island. On the island. On the island. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's, it's happened in like, Vancouver. Okay, so, right, but we don't talk about them. That's Lower Mainland. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, regional meaning everybody on the island. Yeah. Yes. That's what you mean. Okay, so not just a BC, but just regional. I like it. So then was there also a team that you had to compete against on the Lower Mainland to be like the BC team? No. no. Oh, okay. But they had multiple uh, there BC were, teams yeah, there. Yeah, there. Oh, there's multiple. There were four, yeah. Oh, okay. All it right. It was just based on regionals and then nationals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And all the other teams we faced off at regionals were part of SD68 here. They were actually all. Okay. So not, yeah. yeah they were all part of No teams from Victoria ended up coming. There was supposed oh. to be one, but they didn't. They didn't. Okay. All right. Who were the other teams from uh, from um, our district? It was Dover yep. and then the University High School and Lady Smith was supposed to come but they didn't show. Okay. All right. There you go. But you represented us very well. Made it all the way to the national. So, uh, good job on that end. Um, now let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you know I'm looking at the time here, so I want to I want to save some time for a little bit later on in this comp uh, for this conversation. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about the nationals, right? So I told you that, uh, or rather I mentioned that saw you in the airport, so you obviously got on uh, nice and early that first flight out of Nanaimo, uh, heading over to uh, Winnipeg. You landed in Winnipeg. Uh, you know what was first impressions. Uh, what were we, um, what, what was it? Like, were you right into competition already or did you at least have a day to tour around? We had a day to, yeah. but we didn't really do much for that first day. We usually yeah. just, um, we kind of just looked over our cases a lot and then we went <laughs> to go eat food at Subway. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> and there was kind of like a meet and greet the first night just for the teams to get to know each other because we were all staying in like the same hotel mostly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there you go. I won't, ask uh, I won't ask about hotels because I want to give free shout outs to hotels here. <laughs> um, now, when you're, so you're preparing, you see the other teams, like was there some 
was there some friendly rivalry? Was there oh thinking like, goodness. was there some, you know, side eyes? It was, was this, there anything I feel like that? this was kind of this, we were all, we, there was like, we had like 20 minutes at the start to kind of like greet, but we were all like moving in our own like groups like right. from different schools and some of them knew each other because like there were multiple teams from the same, like Winnipeg had a couple teams just from them, so. Right. And we yeah. had been nervous that everyone would be super competitive towards each other, but yeah. all the teams were super nice. Like everyone yeah. was everyone really was yeah. environment. Everyone, yeah. of course, is like stressed out, so <laughs> yeah. uh, just yeah. talking to other teams and realizing that they were also worried. Right. Um, we definitely formed connections with people from all across the country um, who have similar aspirations to ours and similar interests and are here to talk about these issue issues. It was it was so cool to talk with peers about issues in our world today, and mm. um, they were, they were just people we could really relate to. And oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it was and, so much fun. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, I, I, and it should be right. I mean, it's it's you're talking about ethics here, right? So you're not going to want to have these you know rivalries and all, all. You know, I mean, that's sort of goes against everything that you would be there for, right? So. Um, well, good. Okay, now let's let's talk a little bit more about the, the Winnipeg competition. So this is the national competition. There's teams from across Canada, was it? Like, yep. even from the yes. east side? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, you know what? Who was your f like? I guess what I'm what I'm thinking of, what I'm picturing is, is it your group and then one other group as the first competition? Okay. So yeah. who was your first competition? Do you recall? Um, Mick Miles Mack. Miles Mack. Oh yeah. Okay. Miles yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, and and so how does how did that go like you know getting the getting the bugs out and and you know the the nerves how um, how did that one I think they it it calmed our nerves they were yeah. very they were very strong team very articulate very yeah. nice to us um, but I think it really we were able to be like, we were able to put into perspective that they really are just high schoolers like us mm -hmm. right yes yeah. um, and you mentioned too and we did a a quick talk before we started recording here and you mentioned that you were one of the, you are one of the younger teams yeah. Yeah. so there was a lot of 11s and 12s because I think this was you said it was open for grade 9s to 12s yes. right yeah okay um, oh excellent yeah that's that's really good and and uh, well how many competitions or how many groups did you have to do over the period so the ethics bowl at nationals was organized so there was two pools of yeah schools yep. and in between each round they have planned activities and stuff oh, yeah. and nice. each round goes into pairs who after one or two rounds have similar points yep. as you and you just go on arguing until you get to semi-finals point and points are all added up mm -hmm. and the four teams with the most points go up into the semifinals. Okay, was it was it like a one day thing, two day thing, and like how how long did um, it take to it, go through all of this? It was a, a two day thing. On the first day, we started off the day with an activity. It was a philosopher's walk, and then oh. um, straight into our first round against Miles Mack. Uh, round one. In each round, we talk about two cases. Mm -hmm. So the first round was, uh, what, what was the first one called? It was, it was how the, should we cover crime? How should we cover crime? And then civil disobedience. Mm. Um, we run won the first round, and then we went into lunch. We had lots of time for lunch, and during lunch, we went to the Forks Market, mm -hmm. which was uh, very cool. Kind of similar mm -hmm. vibes to Granville yes. uh, Market. Yeah. Um, and then after lunch, there was another activity 
there were multiple activities. Another one was a, an ethics cafe. Um, one was exploring the museum and and uh, kind of like of a scavenger logic. hunt yeah. type thing. Was okay. a, yeah, tug of logic. Tug of logic. Um, okay. First day there were three rounds total, and then the next day there was the fourth round, so that's eight cases total, mm. um, and then the semifinals and the finals on day two and both days were about 12 hours long they were very Oof. very long wow um so your brain is definitely fried by the fried. end yeah but no kidding in a good way in a yeah. good way more subway at night right you just gotta <laughs> join your source so i'm thinking um and you mentioned things like the tug of logic the uh, philosopher's walk like it's really nice to hear that you also got some time away from the actual competition and that you were able to, but like you said, long days, but still I think that what a great experience and should have mentioned too, where it was hosted, uh, the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. And that's the only type of museum that's like that in Canada. I don't know where anywhere else that would have something like that, but it, I, I still remember, uh, oh, this was years ago when it was just an idea and I was at the launch event and they said, we want to build this museum. Uh, and we thought, wow, that's huge. And the budget was a, you know, it was going to cost a lot of money to build that thing. And uh, a lot of us went, oh, well, that'll be nice to have it, but never, never would we think that it would actually happen. Next thing we know, it's built, and so it is. And so, what a great experience to be in that building. And so, those listening, if you ever get a chance and you go through Winnipeg, check out the Forks. But in the Forks uh, is the Canadian Museum for Human Rights, which um, you definitely have to walk through. It is, it's. Um, it's a somber experience because human rights is not uh, necessarily a uh, always a great thing, but uh, to have a museum that showcases that I think is very important. Okay, uh, we talked a little bit about the event itself. Um, what else? Like, what else can we we talk about? I mean, I, I don't want to I want to encapsulate this experience that you had in Winnipeg. Sophia, did you have something you wanted to say earlier? I saw you start talking about something, but um, anyone else? If one, not, yeah. One really fun thing that I wanted to sure. mention was after all of the rounds were done and the semifinals and finals was we walked over to the the university of like I forget what it was called, but oh Saint Boniface the oh, university yes. uh, yeah yeah and we got to kind of like it was kind of like a party like they had a DJ and everything and <laughs> it was, it was a food big and social event. we had oh, yeah with awesome. all the teams right and that's where we kind of like hung out the most and that's where we made the friends kind of and so yeah. yes so then you walked across uh, the Provence bridge and then you went into uh, Saint Boniface yes it's a beautiful beautiful area there too. Um, Good. Was was there anything else we wanted to add before we get into the actual, uh, the next piece that we wanted to talk about here? Um, throughout the trip, we also became really close with a team from North Vancouver, who oh, okay. was also a bit of a younger team. Nice. And they also had kind of similar interests to us as well, and it was really nice meeting them. There. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Now, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, and just I think some of the other things that we were able to gain from this experience would be like... Um, improving our public speaking skills because we had to speak on the spot in front of uh, professionals who were judging us mm -hmm. like uh, PhD students, professors, mm -hmm. uh, so on. And I think it's also important to mention that we worked with a uh, PhD student while preparing for our cases. Yep. Yep. Um, we had meetings every Tuesday and Thursday at lunch as well as most Fridays after school. Um, and then at home we worked on our cases and we had meetings with um, a, a lovely girl named Tessa who was a PhD student in philosophy and she helped us 
we would present our cases to her and she would give us some feedback and teach us kind of the ethical theories we were talking about. Mm. So utilitarianism, deontology, moral ethics, consequentialism, stuff like that. Um, So we could kind of better articulate our ideas in the competition. I love it. And I guess I I have to ask, sorry, did you want to jump in there, Franklin? Yeah, one other really important part I want to add to this entire experience was that most of it was actually like the cost of most of it was covered by Ethics Bowl Canada. Like we got, um, they, like our hotel was covered and all, most of our food, like they would give us some money so that we could go to the forks and all that stuff. And, um, even our travel was somewhat covered. So it was, they really made it the most, like as much as they could so that anyone could really do this. Like you didn't have to be a super rich private school. Like you could just have a group of friends that made it to nationals. They could actually go. It, it sounds like it was a really nice inclusive event. They really they didn't want that to be a barrier for, for, for students and uh, for schools. I, I love it. So I, I guess I have to ask, I mean, it's a competition. So, I mean, how did we do? Um, well, we ended up winning two of our rounds. Excellent. Um, tying one and yeah. then losing one. Okay. So we didn't end up making it to semifinals or anything, but I still think we did better than we were expecting. Okay. Yeah. Considering yeah. it's the island's first time. Well, I mean, I, and I mean, don't knock yourself because you've made it. You made it quite far. You made it to the nationals, and so congratulations on that end. Uh, plans for next year? Is this going to continue on? Is this something that you'd like to do again? Yeah, we hopefully, hope so. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, most I'm, teams aren't going to be there because they're mostly grade 12s, but because we're so young, we can do this like the next. See, you're the rookies, yeah. right? You got in early, yeah. you got the experience, yeah. and then you just move up right away, and then and then you'll take it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I one love year, it. One year will be the National <laughs> Ethics Bowl champion. Yes. There it is, right? Was there a trophy? Yeah. Was, there? Was, there a trophy? Oh, was there really? Yeah. They had there one for the school okay, to keep, and then they had a huge one that they put the it's name on. It's like a big bowl yeah. shape. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I mean, if they call it the bowl, then yeah. I guess, yeah. But I was curious what their trophy would actually yeah. look like, yeah, right? It it's not hockey, it's like not golf. Yeah, okay. We In the actual, like, of the 12 teams at Nationals, we placed fifth. Um, hey, great. We think. It was, a, it was well, a very, like, like, it was like very fifth, good sixth. Estimate. It was fifth, <laughs> Yeah, around that. Let's go with fifth. That's yeah. good. Yeah, okay. Uh, I believe you on that end. Um, well, good. Congratulations. Like, really, I mean, that is, uh, you, you should be proud of yourselves. Uh, you've, if you're going to continue on with this, uh, you'll be the ones next year who will have the experience. Uh, will they hold it in Winnipeg again? Do you know if that's yeah. something yes. that it, where it's, it's always yeah, going Winnipeg to be? Is the place. Okay, excellent. Um, okay, so we're, let's move on. Let's let's get into the next one here because we're um, you know we're we're cutting into some time here, and I want to make sure we have enough time. Okay, this is what we're going to do, and so this is um, what we would call, I guess, a case. Is that what we would call it? Okay, so this is exciting because those listening at home, those listening in the car or uh, on the treadmill right now, uh, this is a taste of what you would see uh, and hear at the ethics bowl. So I'm going to read this case. And then I've got, I ended off with a couple questions and then we're just going to get right into conversation, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, okay, I'm seeing some nodding heads. Okay, so this case, uh, it is called Compassionate Robots. I'm gonna just read a little bit here. Given that we face a healthcare staffing crisis and Canada's population of seniors is growing each year, programmed robots could help fill the gaps by performing tasks that human care workers currently perform. Robotic pets are already being used to offer companionship for patients with dementia. Robots may offer a cheaper solution to growing needs for care. If so, would it become acceptable to turn over to robots to task of caring for our elders? 
Second question, would a society with robot caregivers evade its responsibilities somehow? Did you want me to re read those questions over again? Or we're good? Sure. Read them again? Okay. Questions once again. Would it, be, would it become acceptable to turn over to robots the task of caring for our elders? First question. Second question, would a society with robot caregivers evade its responsibilities somehow? All right, who wants to start? I'll start. So I think ahead, in the end, we really came to a quite like, um, like a, it's a, it's a compromised standpoint. We don't think that it should just be robots or should just be, should just be humans. Um, so I think we've got a pretty big presentation. I think Danielle would like to. Sure. Um, our thesis states that we ought to consider robots to work alongside humans in care aid and healthcare situations. Uh, with the prior consent of the patient in order to lessen the burden on care aides and healthcare workers. So in this case specifically, we're talking about a woman who is has started a free trial with a robot, um, which she leaves with her her mother, mm -hmm. who has dementia, yeah. I believe. Um, and she states that... Uh, her mother is quite happy being cared for by this robot, but but prior to um, becoming ill with dementia, she probably would not have been okay with being cared for by a robot. Um, can, can I pause you one second? So is this an example of, you, you know what the topic is beforehand or the case, and that is a specific one you had found, you researched online. Is that is that essentially how it works in yeah. in this process? Mm -hmm. Essentially, yeah. Well, okay. This is like they they make up this kind of like scenario that we can kind of draw back to yes. when we're using our case. So we don't have to like exactly go based on the case. It's more of the idea around it, and yep. we can use that as like um, basis points to move off of. Okay. Okay. And uh, I interrupted. Go do you ahead. Think, should we explain how the rounds work? Okay, so we believe that uh, using robots to work alongside care aides is a better way to fill our moral and ethical obligations um, as humans to care for our elders rather than just passing them off to emotionless robots. We know that robots can only be programmed to mimic elements of human compassion, but they will never truly be compassionate. They follow um, logistics rather than compassion. Um, so they will never be suitable for uh, truly connecting with patients. Um, we, we believe that if we have robots work alongside care aides, then this will burden, or sorry, this will lessen the burden on healthcare workers, which will actually make um, it less of a straining job to be a healthcare worker and may help solve our problem um, of a lack of healthcare workers. Um, so essentially by, by giving the robot the more physically burdening tasks, mm -hmm. we can even have, say, if, if, um, if the nurse wants to do a shorter shift, it, they, can, they can be swapped out while the, robo the robot stays there at all time doing the more, the like I said, the physical tasks, mm -hmm. and we keep the human there for compassion. And in the more tougher situations where the robot may not be able to differentiate which is actually better for the patient, that's where we bring in a, a human carried. 
yeah, there are definitely limitations to robots. Um, robots can only be, uh, they struggle to improvise because they are trained on specific tasks, so really unique scenarios. We believe we need a human there. Um, and robots can actually have biases. We learned this in our research. Um, because they are created by humans and humans have biases, they are known to actually be racist, sexist, etc. Um, and, oh, does somebody want to talk about the uh, aspect with the consent? Yeah, Laura? Um, we were thinking that before perhaps the onset of an illness, when a person is of sound mind, they could be asked similar to organ donation after death if they would if they would accept care from a robot when they are mentally capacitated. So yeah, we think that would be a very important aspect to ensure that their ethical values aligned with the care they receive. And if that somehow couldn't work with the consent, we would usually decide on drawing the consent from a close family member or a guardian. Mm -hmm. Got a question, if I can just, we can pause for a second. Um, again, about the process and just how this all works. So is there, there's not really like a right or wrong. You're just having a conversation here, uh, proving your, or, or sharing your points, some some information that you found, um, whether it's online or did personal research. Um, I, I like that because I, I think a lot of what you're talking about right now, um, it's not, there's no definite answer there, right? There's no right or wrong. Um, you've, you've come up with some really good solutions or I think suggestions I think for um, uh, for uh, the question the questions that that I came up with and or not that I came up with that was given to me um, uh, so go go on yeah I just wanted to stop and just uh, talk a little bit more about the process we're going through um, one thing I want to <clears throat> added um, was that a good thing that they did was when they were coming up with these cases they were made by a group of university students I think from SFU they made sure that every case you could argue either side like and it would still be a legitimate really good like you could build a case around either side so it was basically on your judgment of your group um, so there was none of the cases had like a right or wrong answer to right them. okay yeah and this was a case that we struggled to agree on um, but I think now that we came up with this solution, we, we all really... Right. And so for something, for this specific example, and we're talking about ethics, and, and a lot of it, and I noticed your responses were very um, uh, focused on just the proper care of the person. Uh, you, a lot of you talked about emotion um, or, or uh, care, love, uh, you know, knowing how a human can interact with someone who's potentially going through something um, like dementia um, and would need that one-on-one -on -one care that only a human can provide. And so um, that was really good that you focused on that. And I love the idea of, of using a robot to help with the physical side of it because then it doesn't make it so limiting for some people who may not be able to lift someone, for example. Um, and then that, that also is a little more inclusive because then a lot more people can do the job, right? Because they have that compassion. Uh, I love it. Was there any other points that somebody else wanted to, to throw out there? Um, we can talk a bit more about the pros and cons of robots if you'd like. Let's, let's talk uh, about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so some pros of robots, obviously, like we said, um, it will make the job less taxing, uh, lowering burnout, and improving our healthcare crisis. Uh, robots actually have a lower risk for spreading infection. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I think you can understand why. Um, they are able to work on strict schedules without other obligations. 
they can work fast, don't get tired, and can make calculations really quickly. Um, and humans, as we know, can be hostile, um, especially when they're tired in such a taxing job as healthcare is. So if robots are able to lessen the burden, then humans may actually be able to be more compassionate. And then moving over to some of the cons is that robots are expensive to buy and expensive for patients to pay for robotic aid. Um, and then one of the ethical issues is if a mistake is made by a robot, who is actually at fault? Is it the doctor? Is it whoever made the robot? Is it the robot itself? Is it the person who created the algorithm for the robot? Um, because we know if humans can err, then robots can too. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, training doctors, care workers, care aides to work with robots will take resources and time, obviously. And um, yeah, so most of the cons we believe can be greatly reduced by having humans along with them because robots can limit human air and humans can limit robot air it's right. kind of a, a very complementary relationship yeah. yeah no kidding anyone else yeah so and i'm i'm going off script here a little bit because we weren't we're talking about robots we're talking about compassion and that they lack it but then now the big conversation right now i'm going to ask you is is ai is a big thing right now right so i could see this being a future topic uh for the see, ethics bowl oh it has yeah yeah everyone's eyes just lit up when i mentioned AI. okay i want to get into it now i yeah, see your hand one up of Go our, ahead. i think fourth round i yeah. believe uh, the case was called AI art and how oh. authentic it can get in being obviously algorithms with like art put together and the training of AI art and just how real and like close to human mm -hmm. it can get and well, if it even is art. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it, that right? When you ask something question. to do it for you, yeah. then is it, right? I mean, um, it's it's changing the way that people are doing their work right now. Um, so, for example, graphics, right? So art, is that really, um, is it really art? You're right. Uh, there's, there's so many things, and it's growing so fast, and there's so many things that it could potentially, uh, I don't know, eliminate maybe some jobs um, or also uh, complement some other jobs too, right? So there's a lot of co conversation about that. Um, I would I would love to take another half hour and talk about just AI, I think, because that right in its in it of itself is, uh, I think, a big ethics question at this point. And I'm curious, I'm thinking maybe next ethics bowl, that's going to be a big topic of conversation. Uh, good. Well, then, you know what? I just wanted to, I'm looking around the room here, got a young, smart group of kids. Uh, who uh, got to take part in a, in a really cool, really um, meaningful event, uh, you know, and, and uh, got to go to a really cool city because that's where I'm from. So I'm going to always shout out to Winnipeg. Uh, but I think that this is something that uh, I hope you're very proud of yourselves for doing and look forward to seeing what happens next year and uh, maybe taking home that uh, Ethics Bowl trophy. Why not, right?
something to look forward to good excellent well thank you very much everyone I, i'll let you all say goodbye at once and then we'll um we'll say adios go ahead yeah thank, thank you, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. okay take care thanks everyone have a great day